Space. I am Kim Kral. I am reporting to you not live from my closet. I'm not in my closet. I don't know why. I, I don't know what else to say. And this is now going to be the battle for the rest of time, I guess. Hi, everybody. Hi. How are you? Um, I am... I don't know if annoyed is the right word because I don't really care that much, but it's just like, oh, Jesus. So last week's episode, I, I posted for Instagram, I posted a picture of when I broke my arm, you know, like, I don't know, five years ago. And in the caption, it's very clear that it was not now. Like it was like, oh, hence this throwback picture of when I broke my arm. All past tense, right? And uh, a few people, not that many, but a few people were like, um, what happened? Oh, uh, you know, like, and, and not like, oh my God, are you okay? But like, kind of like, oh my God, what happened? Like that kind of thing. And which is fine. I'm like, what? But I, and, but I'm like, oh, I guess people don't read the caption. And a good uh, friend, a good friend of mine uh, first wrote, oh my God, your arm. No, I hope you feel better. And then immediately was like, never mind. I read the caption. You're fine. <laughs> it's like, yep. So it is clear, but it's just so funny. Cause it's like, I don't, I don't know. So I learned this lesson a while ago and obviously it's like not that big of a deal if people think I was low key worried. Um, some girl I work with, uh, I don't know. I've been experiencing some bizarre workplace, not backstabbery, but like definitely like swoop in and like opportunistic. You know what I mean? Like when it's like, oh, that was sort of my opportunity. And it was like, well, you blinked and I stole it like that. And it's like, all is fair in love and war, I guess. I mean, that doesn't make any sense, but you know what I mean? Like all is fair, I guess. But it's just like, so I've been, I, I don't know. So I, I like someone from my, my job was like, how'd you break your arm? And I'm like, oh, please don't tell our employers my arm is broken because it is not. And that'll hinder me getting hired. And so I just, I, I don't know. I, so I just put like 18 disclaimers. Like I did not break my arm, read the fucking caption. But so this happened to me a while ago and this is a grim story. So I, I've learned that I'm a bit of a sociopath in terms of this I've just been around a lot and have seen a lot so I like relay grim shit way too casually and I'm working on it because the average person is like whoa I mean I told you what I what I told uh my dearest my love Anna Land who passed away years ago um I thought she had known that my dad and I showered together for quite some time. That is a casual way to say that. But most, if you're listening to Crawl Space, you know I was abused by that guy. So, but I assumed, I thought she knew. I knew she knew that he, he abused me, but I don't, I, I guess I didn't tell her like specifics. And one day we were walking down the street and then I made like a dad shower joke and she went, whoa, holy shit, you can't just bring that on someone. And then she sat down on like the nearest park bench and like lit a cigarette. It was like, oh my God. And it was, I don't, it was one of my favorite favorite Anna Land moments because it was so genuine, raw, and dramatic. Um, and I was like, oh, I thought I told you about that. And she's like, no. <laughs> I mean, of course, she wasn't like, gross, I'm judging you. I mean, she and I talked about everything. But so I'm learning to relay grim information less casually and more grimly, I guess. So years, like, I don't know, like two years ago or something, there was a girl I used to work with. And uh, she ha she posted this long ass thing on Facebook and it started with how she was pregnant 
And I just didn't read the whole thing because there was a picture of her pregnant. So I just was like, oh, she's pregnant. Good for her. So I wrote this like nice thing about, you know, congratulations, whatever, something like insert something nice and kind about her being pregnant. Right. And didn't think anything of it. It was just like, oh, good for her. Congratulations. You know, whatever. And then like two hours later, I got a DM from one of our mutual friends that we used to work with. And she was like, girl, did you not read the whole caption? She lost her baby. Like you congratulated her on it, like a pretty bad miscarriage. And I was like, fuck. And I went through and of course, like, I mean, like I re I, I deleted it. I was like, I, I reached out and I was like, I'm so sorry. And I didn't hear back from her, but she and I weren't really people that like messaged each other all the time. And I'm sure she was dealing with a lot more than just my, like, she probably didn't even see my ignorance, whatever, right? Not ignorance, but like, I just didn't read the caption. And so now I just read the caption. If something looks like that before I write anything, I, and if, if it's, if it's too long and I don't have time to read it, then I just heart it and move on. You know what I mean? But it's just so funny, the amount of people, but yeah, someone that I work with was like, kind of like accusatory of like, why wouldn't you say something? And I'm like, I, I, what? My arm's not broken. Read the caption. And then I'm like, I'll just make a, ah. So I'm so annoyed, but it, I've been there, I guess, in a much more grim way where I thought I congratulated someone on their miscarriage, which was a fucking nightmare, man. Hi, how are you? I have had a really good day. Um, I am like, I don't know. I'm, I'm like meeting the most amazing people and women specifically. Like I just, I, I don't know. I've been like clearing the way, as you know, in the last like, I don't know, several years, but in the last six months, especially of just like people that I don't want to hold space for, that I don't have to hold space for, that are energy suckers vampires energy vampires I don't know um but like as a result and I knew that this would happen and I was sad at first you know when I was when I was letting go of like these relationships because it is you know it is a, a loss and a grief process but like now and I knew then that like the universe would replace it with um replace people with just people that were more aligned with who I am and it's just it's it's happening and I'm so uncomfortable too like I just you know how I feel about like healthy love I wasn't raised around it so it a lot of times it makes me want to you know rip my whole entire skin off of my body but I just went I had coffee with this woman this morning and I and like she and I uh, we work together and she and I we we've met in person like we work on it with the online company and we met in person only a couple of times and it was just like immediate like I think we could be really good friends and then we went and had coffee and it was just like having coffee with your best friend of 10 years um and like she's just and we we talked about like both of us are in the transition of like letting some relationships go and like how tough how difficult that is and 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 just and it, how and we both had the exact same thing because I was like god is this and I think I talked about this a couple of weeks ago where I was like god is this just how it fucking goes. Am I, am I the problem that I, and, and she said she was feeling the same way. And then we, but we both separately were like looking at these relationships and it wasn't necessarily that these people that we're letting go over like bad people, they just didn't align with who we were anymore. And that's, you're supposed to evolve and change, right? You're supposed to like, and like sometimes you evolve in different directions and that's okay too. And sometimes you just, you know, you people that were in your life for a long time just don't align with who you're becoming and it's painful and weird. And I don't know, but, uh, but it was, it was a, it was a really cool morning. It was a really good morning. Um, and I just like keep finding myself with these like new female friendships, female, I don't like saying these new female friendships, uh, but these new friendships that are just like, Oh, this is 
special and I'm really grateful and I'm really excited and uncomfortable because healthy love, like I was having coffee with her and we were talking about, um, you know, the, the stuff we've been through and, uh, and she like held my hand and she was like, I have space for you to always talk to me about it. It was like so sweet and, and healthy and kind. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's fine. I should I'm going to run away um, because that's just what I'm you know, I'm, I'm used to dysfunction. And I'm it's kind of cool because it, it kind of looks like I'm a, I'm you know, I'm attracting some really rad people. And I'm really proud of that. So I still haven't told you about the end of my Thailand trip. Uh, she says months later. And I'm also, it's so funny. Am I going to post, I'm going to post my, the re remaining of my reels um, from Thailand and mostly for myself. And yeah, I'm totally nervous that people are, are going to be like, we're bored with this, but that's just like me listening to my critical voice that came from my critical family. Uh, but I wonder if people are going to be like, are you back in Thailand? I'm like, no, you, that you can post things that happen there. Like I, it's just so funny, but, um, I still haven't told you about the full moon party. So let's go back to, so I'm on Koh Samui, right? I'm on Koh Samui, and it's at right at the day after um, that Australian and I, uh, he came home with me, and we, we did the sex, the sex. Uh, and then he got fo food poisoning, and he left. We didn't know he had food poisoning until later. Remember I told you? He, like, he was like, I can't blow out your toilet, but I'm going to go. Um, later, he, like two days later, he was like, yeah, for sure, had, I ate these snails, and I've been sick for two and a half days. Um, but so I, I was, you know, I was, I was, I was really tired because we didn't sleep much. Right. And I, I was going to the full moon party, which I told you about, um, full moon party is, is like one of the biggest parties in the world. And it happens once a month on the full moon, obviously. And, uh, and I guess it hasn't. So like when I was supposed to go back in June, um, I found a hotel for super cheap and I was like, yeah, sweet. This is going to work out. I'm going to go to the full moon party. And I didn't realize that like normally you can't find hotels before COVID The like it's completely booked out. And this, this year, January was the first like real one since COVID. And then February was going to be like the biggest one since COVID. So I, I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to go. And I told you guys this a couple of weeks ago that, this wonderful woman I met on Kotao was like, yeah, she's like, they're, they're doing speedboat. They have like speedboats every hour from all the islands. You have to go. And I was so excited that she like, that she gave me that option because I also hadn't my, my, my Thailand BFFs, Shauna and Dean, um, who I've talked about a ton. I love them so much. We still WhatsApp. Isn't that, I love it. I, I'm going to, I, I don't want to be creepy. They listen to this. I'm going to know them till I'm dead is what I almost said. Um, but I'm creepy, so it's fine. Um, and I said what I said, guys, I know you're listening. Uh, you'll never get rid of me. So I was like, yeah, I really want to see them again too. But so I was exhausted because me and uh, Owen stayed up all night. And so I was like, all right. So my buddy Brian had told me, the guy who was there in Bangkok um, before I went down to the islands, from who was from L.A., that we were friends in L.A. He was like, yeah, you have to try American fast food in Thailand at least once because it's super weird. And it's like not at all what you expect. Um, and it's like not the same as it is in the States. So I was like, all right, well, I'm tired. I'm kind of hungover. And I wanted to buy this suitcase and these Nikes because they were, they were both really nice and way cheaper th there than they are in the United States. And so I was like, okay, I'll walk down there. I'll get some Burger King because um, I don't like McDonald's. I know that's not a popular opinion. I just, I don't know. Their, their buns are sweet. And I've felt this way since I was a child. 
their hamburger buns taste like sugar. And I don't understand why that's not confusing for everyone. And I'm not talking like there's this like bar downtown, uh, downtown Los Angeles called the Escondite. I don't know if it survived COVID. I haven't looked into it in a long time, but it has one of the best burgers I've ever had in my life. And one of them is called the Fat Albert. And the bun is made out of a glazed donut. Now that is not gross because you know it's a glazed donut. It's delicious. McDonald's buns taste like like they just loaded the bun with sugar and not in a cakey way but in a weird this this doesn't belong here I've felt this way since I was a child and every time I try I, I, I like I'm like oh, I'll give McDonald's another chance no and the nuggets are fine but they usually make you chain to a toilet for the next like 12 hours after you eat them I just don't like McDonald's right so I I, I was like I'm gonna go to Burger King and, I've, and they had they have Kentucky Fried Chicken McDonald's and uh, Burger King. They also had Taco Bell. I had Taco Bell in the airport on my way back um, at the Bangkok airport. Yeah, at the Bangkok airport when I was flying back to Korea. And it was, it was weird. I took a picture. I'll put it in my reels that I'm still going to post. Um, uh, it was, it was weird. But it, I still have some of the hot sauce packets because they totally look different than the ones here. Um, it wasn't bad. It was just like, oh, all right. And Burger King. Uh, I, it was the only time that I was in Thailand that I was sick. I got so sick. The only time, like I ate, I ate food from people's like backyards. They made on like stone stoves with like, like some of the like bat, like literal backwoods, like yards, like real genuine Thai food, right? Like not sick at all. I felt clean and awesome the whole time I was there. But the one time I felt really sick was when I had Burger King and I swear to God, I thought I was never going to stop shitting and I had to go and I was going to the full moon party and I was like, fantastic. I'm going to go to the fucking full moon party. So I get on the speedboat first. I, okay. First I get, so they, 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 the place I bought the ticket from, they pick you up from the hotel and then they take you to the pier and then they take, and then the speedboat takes you to the Island that has the full moon party, which is called Koh Panyan. And, um, I, I, I get in the bus and I'm hungover, not feeling great, but I see a bunch of new people and I was like, hello, I'm Kim. And I made friends with the two dudes in the back. We still follow each other on Instagram. I think, I mean, I know one of them still does. The other one re-followed me. So I wonder if he unfollowed me. I'm still mad about Alfie, by the way. I have no idea why. I'm like also 96% sure that his name might not be Alfie anymore. I think I just made it up, but I have no idea. And I'm like, should I just re-follow him? What a great, why, why is that? There's a part of my brain, the intrusive part that I found out is a part of ADHD that like, you know, when you walk, when you're on like a tall building, that part of your brain that goes jump, just jump. Or you're working, I worked this extra job years ago for a commercial and it was at the the Los Angeles Galaxy soccer team or football team and, uh, and uh, soccer. Um, and it was at night and the, the director was like, no one can walk on the field and my brain was like run on the field run on the field and so I I the part of my brain that like the guy that I think quote ghosted me or I don't think ghosted me but I guess because we slid into I slid into his dms he responded once or he responded like eight times and then stopped responding everyone thinks he ghosted me I think he just wasn't interested which I don't know why that feels less rejection than it would than it does if he ghosted me like him just not being interested it's just like, oh, okay, well, he doesn't know me. So, all right, that's, that's fine. People aren't interested in each other all the time. But ghosting is like personal. I don't know. I'm going to die on this fucking hill. It's just like people are now so like, 
I don't agree. I don't believe cancel culture is real. I've been into that. I've gotten into that many times, but I do think this whole, like, we owe people an explanation if they like us and we don't like them back. No, that's the participation trophy generation to me, right? Where it's like, everybody gets a trophy. Everyone should get closure. Fuck off. Like, no, no, whatever. Anyway. So, but that's the part of the brain that makes me want to just like over and over and over again, DM the guy that I guess quote ghosted me until he responds. So the other, so I, I want to like just follow and unfollow Alfie until he follows me back. <laughs> and that's not something I'm going to do. It's just, my brain is like, what the fuck? Um, that intrusive part that tells me to jump off buildings and, you know, drive into traffic or whatever. Uh, that makes me sound like a psycho. Don't care. Um, so I get on the bus and I'm kind of, you know, I'm, I don't feel very good from the Burger King. I'm kind of hungover and I am on like three hours of sleep. And it's also the last leg of my trip. So I'm like all, you know, it's, you know, it's been two and a half weeks of not sleeping a, a ton, you know? So I'm like, I, I'm a little woozy and so we're driving and I, you know, I meet these two guys and I'm like, hi, and they're in the back. And then there's two people in the middle and I couldn't pick them out of a lineup if you asked me to. And then, so th it, it was a van. So the back of the van had two seats and then the middle of the van had two seats and then the front had three, like a bench. Right. And, uh, and so the guy, so I was in the front by myself with the other, with the three, and then there was two and two. So then that we picked up this guy at another hotel. And when I tell you, this guy sat, like he might as well have sat on my lap. Our, like he was so close to me, our legs were touching. And I was like, there's like a whole other chair to your left. But I didn't want to like be rude. I, I was really self-conscious about being like the big, loud, dumb American or like the rude American. So I didn't want to be like, buddy, you can. And at first I was like, well, maybe he thinks we're picking up more people. But then it became very evident that we weren't picking up more people, that we were just going. And he like was right next to me. And he's like. Finally, he tries to like force small talk thing. And he's like, hey, so uh, where are you from? And I was like, oh, no, you're so your mouth is so close to my mouth. What are you what are you doing? Get it together. And I was just like, America. And then I like looked the other way. I was kind of rude to that guy. But I also thought I was going to throw up on that bus because it was really windy. So then we get to the speedboat. And I make friends with these two guys. And I was like, you know, they were so sweet. One of them was performing that night at the full moon party, which is like a a rave kind of, I don't know. My age is showing here. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's called a rave or if you classify it as a rave, but it's, it was definitely a party that I typically bartend. Right. And, and, and I, and it was awesome. I'm glad I went, but if it was here in this, I would never go to a uh, festival here, but it was like that. But he was, he was, spinning is that what it's called he was a dj i don't i don't know the cool lingo anymore but he and i missed his set i couldn't find i we couldn't find a stage we tried and so but they were so sweet because the speedboat was like the speedboat was definitely sketchy it there that was like one of the times in thailand that i was like i could die here this could be where i die because like it was like you know it, it was just it was just sketchy and there wasn't enough life jackets but these two dudes let me like hold their hand I was like kind of scared and so I got on I got on we got on the island we checked in and I had decided I was like I am gonna do drugs and Shauna and Dean who I asked if I could talk about this story uh, and use their names they're they're so funny they're so rad they're like yeah dude go ahead <laughs> it's cool uh and it's also I think it's also Americans are so uptight about certain things because it's just like uh, we were at a festival and we weren't doing like black tar heroin and like, you know, I, I don't know, 
setting fires. I don't know why that, I can't think of something else really, but we weren't doing anything. I was just like, oh, I might want to do Molly. And they were like, oh, we think we'll do Molly too. And maybe shrooms. And I was like, oh, I don't know if shrooms, I haven't done shrooms before. And I don't know if this is the venue for me to try shrooms for the first time. I think the venue to try shrooms for the first time is someone that I trust with someone I trust, like full heartedly in a very safe space not in like another country on the other side of the world with 40,000 people lots of fire water oceans and the you know whatever so I was like Molly but I was like I don't know I don't know where we're gonna I, I was like I don't know how to find drugs and Dean said probably one of the top five funniest things anyone has ever said to me he said I could find drugs on the moon and I was like, oh, my God. And he could. He could. And a lot of my friends were like, you did drugs in Thailand? Have you not seen the Claire Danes movie? And I'm going to level with you guys. I don't think I've ever seen a Claire Danes movie. I think I saw Romeo and Juliet when I was like nine or whenever that came out. And it didn't impress me that much. And I, I don't think I never watched my so-called life. Anyway, so no, I did not see the one where she was locked up for doing drugs in Thailand. And I don't even know if that's the plot of it. But a lot of people were like, that could have been you. And I'm like, well, it's Molly. We weren't like, we weren't like drug peddling, uh, like, you know, bricks of cocaine. We bought a couple of pills, but there was a weird thing where we were like, we had people were like, you have to be careful of undercovers because there are undercovers trying to sell to, to foreigners. But like Dean said, he could find drugs on the moon. He was like, he was, so he, he first, so he first got him and Shauna some, and then they were duds. Um, I guess, I guess one of the things you also have to look out is they sell drugs that aren't, uh, drugs. Like, I don't know. I had a cousin who said he used to sell, um, fake drugs to people at his, at his school, I can't remember what the drug was and what he sold in place of it, but he was like, yeah, no one knows at all. Like you just go, or he didn't do it at his school. He would just like go to a random mall. And I was like, Jesus, doesn't that, I don't know. Doesn't that, that freaks me out more than doing drugs in Thailand. But what, just cause like people get so angry. So anyway, so the first round that they got uh, were duds. And then the second round they got, he went away and tried them, came back and he's like, they're good. He also did a gentlemanly thing where he tried them and waited a few minutes just to make sure Shauna and I didn't die. I think that's what he was doing because it was like very, very gentlemanly. And uh, and that's what I used to do when I did ecstasy in college. But to myself, like I would be with people and then everyone, we'd all take our pill at the same time. And I would just put mine in my pocket and I'd wait an hour. And if no one died, I'd take my pill. I've told you guys that a, a thousand times. And my buddy Roger was like, oh, my God, what would you have done if everyone died? And I'm like, well, I'd be alive. It'd be a weird, it'd be horrible, but I'd be alive. And he's like, yeah, but what would you tell the cops? I'm like, the truth that I was afraid to take the pill. So I didn't. And then everyone died and I called the police. Um, it does make me sound like a sociopath. I do understand that. But anyway, so, so then I was like, oh, I, you know, they were like, oh, we didn't know you actually wanted to do Molly. So then they went and got, he, he found me more Molly. I don't remember how much it was. It was like, I don't know. I think it was pretty cheap. Like, I think it was like $15, 15 American dollars. I think it was like 500 baht or something like that. I think I can't, I don't fully remember, but so, um, I don't really ever do drugs. And so I was high and they were like, we're not really that high. And they were like, well, maybe we just got a different batch. And I'm like, no, I just never, ever do drugs. Like, I don't remember the last time I picked up marijuana and smoked it. Um, see, I also call it marijuana. And the last time I did Molly was like, I don't know, seven years ago at a bachelor party. And it was a rough, it was, it was fun, but the next morning was rough. But then, then something else wild happened. So, um, 
I, uh, which I had a great time, by the way. And it was never, I felt it was awesome. I felt safe. I had a great time. These two, these two people have my heart. Like I, I, like I, I, I almost cried when I left them. Like they were just, like, they, and they listened to this. So this does sound, it, it is weird to be like, I love you guys, but I do. And, um, and it was just, it was just such a good time. And then something happened that was like, it was one of those moments where it was like simultaneously you attracted the right people, like kind people, but also realizing that humans on, uh, you know, a lot of humans are trash. So we're walking down the beach. Let me explain. So we're walking down the beach and there's, there's literally, I don't know, 30,000 people there, maybe more, maybe less. I don't know. In the, the five digits of thousands. So 20 to 40. I know that's a huge discrepancy, but I have no idea. We could all look it up together, but I'll forget about this because I think I have ADHD. Actually, I'm positive I have it, but um, <clears throat> I'm getting diagnosed soon, by the way. That's an update. Uh, very excited. Um, so we're walking down the beach, the three of us, and this woman is walking um, and, uh, towards us. And she is, I mean, so fucked up, not just drinking, but like maybe drugged, like not just she did her own drugs, but like maybe drugged, like almost wandering into the ocean, right? Like it was like so scary. And what was like what what the three of us talked about later, which what I mean, like it's like simultaneously knowing that you found really good people because like we the three of us just immediately went into action and tried to help her and we did help her. And then like six other dudes came over because because uh, Sean and I couldn't help lift her. She was she was a she was a larger lady and we couldn't we couldn't lift her and Dean couldn't do it on his own. So like four other dudes came over and like, we all made sure this woman was safe. Right. She was so, she didn't want help. She's pushing people away. I mean, she was so, she was, I, I think she was drugged. I've seen drugged people and that didn't look like drugs gone wrong. That looked like somebody who had been like Rohit, like roofied and, and like, but like five dudes like stepped in and helped. Right. And we, we got the ambulance, we got her water. Like we made, we watched her go off in the stretcher. So we were like, okay, good. But then we all like sat there, the three of us sat there afterwards and we were like, it's so rad that we had this many people like spring into action and help this person. But how many people walked by her while she was clearly in trouble and just ignored her. And like, it was just such a weird moment where it was literally like, Oh, I've, surrounded myself with, I like, I attract like on the other side of the world, I attracted really good humans to me. Um, but there's still like, my God, I can't, I'm just glad that we found her and we got her home safe and it was good. Um, so then we walked around, uh, there was, there was, there was something that I took video of and I will post it. I promise you, like it's been on my to-do list for literally two months. I've just, it, it's just, life is overwhelming. Um, life is overwhelming too when you possibly have this brain thing that like, you're just, uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I feel still so seen with this ADHD crap and the more crap, crap. And the more I learn about it, the more I'm like, oh my God, it explains so much in my life. But like, but so one of the things that was going on, like I would say every like, I don't know, 30 yards maybe, there was two people, two men holding a long rope that was on fire and people jump roping in trying to jump rope with the uh, the fire rope and uh we would watch each one each individual one so eat new people and probably 
within four to five minutes, someone would catch on fire and roll out. And we were like, who I have never, I mean, like I would never been drunk enough or high enough to be like, I would be really good at that. Um, I do have videos of it. Actually, Dean took some, I, I, I don't think I took it. I think he did, but it was like, or Shauna did where it was literally caught on fire, dropped out, like had to stop, drop and roll which is not for bears. I just found out recently. I thought it was for bears and fire. I feel like it worked with bears too, right? If you saw a bear, if you stopped and you dropped and you rolled down the hill, I don't think they'd chase you. I don't know, but I don't know a lot about bears. So I feel like I just sounded really dumb. What are you going to do? Um, but then we found a mechanical pole. Now, in this episode, I, and last episode, I told you about all the times I get injured, right? Um, all the clumsy injured stuff that happen. And uh, so I have, I, but when I got back to, to LA, I had like 12 very bad bruises and cuts and half of them were for what I'm about to tell you. And the other half were about what I'm going to tell you later. But one was from something really cool. And then one was from I rode a mechanical bull. And what's embarrassing about this is, well, one, my friends got a full video of it, so I will show it to you. Uh, what's embarrassing about this is it took me probably two minutes to get on the bull. Like the woman is like, I don't know what you want me to do. And I'm like, boost me up as I'm like bragging. I'm from Colorado and I know how to ride a horse, but I can't get on this fucking mechanical bull. In my defense, the like the what is it called? Uh, the bouncy house material. Like that's what it was. What is it called? Like, it, yeah, you know what I'm talking about? The bouncy house. It was like kind of deflated. So it's not like it was easy to bounce. It was just basically like a straight jump up higher than normal right so I, I, it takes me like two minutes to get on finally this woman caves and like boosts me up and it's like the most ungraceful thing and when I tell you I fell off that bowl in 1.5 seconds I don't even think I felt was on the bowl that long it literally was it started and I fell off and then I cut up my whole leg like my whole leg is covered in bruises I think they're gonna scar I, I like I'm still trying to put shit on them to make them not because they're still there and at least I'll be like, oh, that was when I was on Molly and I thought it was a good idea to ride a mechanical bull in Thailand. I mean, that's a rad sentence, right? So I fell off. They got a video. I will post this. Well, I've probably already posted it by the time this airs, but yeah. And then, and then, and then the second cool thing is when I went to Kosak a few days later, which I'll tell you shortly, but the full moon party was amazing. I'm glad I went. Uh, I, at like probably 4am, I was like, all right, maybe 3am. I didn't last too long. I didn't there. I also knew there was no world that I was going to stay up all night. Like I just, I, I mean, first of all, I stayed up a lot the night before and the night before, you know, and it was just like the, this, this 40 year old broad is not able to, you know, sun up, sun down two or three days in a row. Um, I'll die. Uh, but I also, um, what was I going to say? I don't remember. Oh my God, it's gone. Isn't that wild? Um, I think that's also the ADHD. Sorry, the novelty of my me finding out what might be wrong with my brain will wear off eventually. But yeah, so I, I, uh, it was time to go. 
Oh yeah, uh, with with, with uh, speaking of Alfie who unfollowed me, um, I'm still so mad about that. I don't even know if I'm mad about that. My ego just can't let that kind of thing go. Like I said, like months ago or a couple weeks ago, uh, there's a comic that I started with and she got really famous and then she unfollowed me and I'm still a little salty about that. And I'm not talking like daily salty about it. Same with this dude. Like I'm not like daily salty about it. Like I just only think about it when anytime I think about Thailand, I see anything that has to do with British, the ocean. I'm just kidding. I, 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 I only think about it when there's a story about him that I'm telling. So not that you give a fuck if I'm like sitting over here pining over some 22 year old kid I'll never see again. Uh, but that kid asked me to sleep on the beach with him that night. And I was like, well, one, I don't know what I would do with my stuff. So I'm not, I, I'm, I'm not a person that would just be like, go with the flow. Also, I'm 40. I'm not sleeping on the beach with some random 20 year old. No, I'm good. But I knew I wasn't going to. So I knew that was out of the question, but I knew I wasn't going to last that long. I think I lasted until like three or four. And as I lasted, uh, they found some shrooms and then they walked me to the ferry and we said our goodbyes. And if I didn't cry, I came close to it. They're just, they, those two have my heart. They have my heart. I love them. Um, and then I took the ferry home. I truly, I was really yes, the other day thinking about this. I do not remember the van ride from the ferry or from the pier to my hotel. And I don't think it's because it might've been the Molly maybe, but I, I think I was just so tired. I might've slept. I don't know. Or just so much other stuff was going on that like that ride is completely, uh, it's gone. It's gone from my memory. Um, but I got back to the hotel and I had already, I had already, uh, scheduled a grab driver and a grab driver is like our lift, um, our Uber. So I'd already scheduled a grab driver and for like 6 a.m., which was not something I was super stoked about because, you know, it was like I got back at the hotel probably at like 4.30. And so I, I and I still had to like pack. And I, my plan was to pack before I left, but I just I couldn't stop pooping from that Burger King, man. So I like, I, I you know, I, I took a 30-minute power nap. And luckily the ride, like the trip to my next destination was, was long, like long, like it just a lot, like, and that was one thing that you, that, that I learned and that I was told that I was going to learn from my, my friend Bobette who travels all over. She was like, you're going to learn wild amount of patience because it takes so long to get anywhere in Asia. Like if as a traveler, right, it just takes so long, like buses, piers, ferries, you know, just all of it just takes so long and like shit goes wrong and you just have to go with the flow and be like, and, and there, there was a lot of pause and learning in that. And so I, I, you know, got my grab driver and he drove me to the pier. Oh my God. There was a girl at the pier or a girl that was, at the at the pier, then on the ferry, then we ended up being at the same hotel in Koh Sok, and then we were on the same uh, um, day river fucking trip in Koh Sok. I despised this woman. She, her, and her boyfriend. Her boyfriend was really nice. She was one of those people that. So, we we we. I'll get to her. I I could I have no I couldn't figure out of a lineup, but she was. So so rude to me until she found out I was from Los Angeles. You could tell she was kind of like a Kardashian wannabe. Um, and she's like, Oh, you're from LA. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the LA broad you want. And also I don't want to be your friend. So I am not interested. <laughs> I'm not interested in this friendship. Um, but so we get to, we get to the pier. We're at the pier waiting for this 
big ass ferry to take me back to um, Suratani so I can take a bus to Kosak, which is the national park, which is like one of the most beautiful places I've ever been in my entire life. Um, I'm hot. So I'm trying to take off my sweatshirt. Um, so one of the most beautiful places I've ever been in my life. But uh, so we took we the ferry. So I thought every other, every other ferry I've taken, um, there's usually like a shit ton of street vendors so you can just buy food. So when I left in the morning from Koh Samui, I wasn't like, oh, I should try and get some food or at least grab some bananas from my, my hotel front desk. Um, I just was like, oh, there will be food at the pier. And there, there was just one woman who had banana chips and then these like rice cakes. And I was so, I was so not sick. Uh, yeah, they were, they were fine. I tried to bring them back here and then I forgot about them. And then I was trying to mail them to my friends, but then I was like, maybe I ought to try one because it has been like a month and a half and they do not keep, they do not keep. They were, they were not, but I also couldn't eat them. So like, so I told you about the toilets, right? I, I don't know if I've told you about, about this toilet. So I am on no sleep, you know, like maybe 40 minutes of sleep. Um, I, I'm, I'm hungover. I'm coming off of Molly, you know, like the whole, like, I am like a trifecta of just like, well, fuck me. Right. Like I'm like on that. And I, I, uh, I get on the ferry. Well, first, so while we're waiting, so I accidentally left. So I went to the bathroom. Oh yeah. Cause I can't stop shitting by the way. That is also something that's happening. And I'm so grateful when I left, when I left for Thailand, I have these little like, summer eves like vagina wipes that I just was like you know just bring them in your backpack you never know when you'll need them right you never know when you'll need them and I I needed them boy I almost said boy howdy did I need them that day uh so when I went to the bathroom at the pier I I thought I had shit out I guess this is the poop scoop I do have a poop scoop locked and loaded from someone who emailed me once so if you are listening and you're like hey I sent you in a poop scoop I'm so sorry I will get you uh, I'm sure you're probably not waiting on the edge of your seat to hear your poop pants story but maybe you are I hope you are if you were one of my people which I think you are you might be but I'll be reading it next week don't worry um but we're already on this poop subject so let's 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 run with it um I at that at that pier, at that like bus bus ferry station, I it was like last week when I plugged that toilet. Like I I feel like all of my insides just like came out of my bottom, like at there. And I was like, well, thank God that all happened here, where you can like flush it and there's toilet paper and shit. Because who knows what's gonna happen when we get on that ferry? Because that's always a wild card. And I'm like, thank God it was not the end. It was not the end. But I asked this older couple if they would watch my suitcase while I went to the bathroom. And I came back and they were really nice. And, and, you know, I was like, thank you. And I like, I needed to stand outside cause I was like, I don't feel, I feel awful. So I walk outside and then our ferry gets there and the couple comes out and they're like, hi, excuse me, you forgot your snacks and my like weird rice cake thing and my banana chips. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. And then we're waiting on the ferry to get on the ferry, the three of us, and we're standing at the thing. And this is a couple from Canada in their late sixties who have retired and they're young enough to where they're enjoying it and they're mobile. You know what I mean? Like they're like young still. And they're like, yeah, this is what we're doing. We're living out of these suitcases for the next like six months. We've been all over Asia. Like next is here. We're so excited. And it's just like, and I was like, that is what I want. That is the goal. And then enters that Kardashian broad. 
her boyfriend was so nice. Uh, and so um, I just, in my life, I am not the most public affectionate person. I don't mind the occasional hold hands or hug or kiss even in public, but like just to like stand there and full blown make out. I don't know. I went to dinner with a couple, a couple, like a couple months ago. And he was just like sitting there kissing her shoulder while he, while she was talking to me. And I was like, fucking get it together. Like I've been a 20 year old doing that, but not these people were like in their forties. And I was like, dude, get out of here. It was so, it's just so uncomfortable for everyone around. So the Kardashian girl is like, it is so hot. And this girl is like, wrapped around her boyfriend and everything he does she's like making out with him like I'm like Jesus tell us you're insecure about your relationship without telling and I've had those boyfriends that like are like over I think that's why I needed to go with that Pennsylvania guy I can't I cannot do it if you're that clingy it's just like I, I don't know I'm just not it's not my thing and I don't like hanging out with people who have to constantly be like making out. It's just weird. It's weird. It's juvenile. It's like, we get it. You're in a relationship. Like, and it's not like a, like, I wish I was in a relationship because I know there are people who are upset about that. No, I don't mind. I don't like it when it happens. To, it's just uncomfortable for everyone. Like when you're bartending and there's a couple at the bar and they're like full blown making out of the bar. And it's like, you know, there's like. I assume you guys have cars or homes or something or a back alley. Why are you? I don't know. I hate it. So. She already was annoying me, but then we, so we get to, uh, Surat Tani bus station. And again, like I told you, like this whole thing is like the traveling is so odd. Like the bus and the ferry, it's like you, it, the, there's a language barrier and it's very like, you're like, you just have to trust that you did, you made the right reservation and you're going to be taken care of. And I was the whole time I got everywhere I needed to be. I was, I was on it the whole time. And I just had to, it was like the perfect storm of being on it and completely letting go. Right. Like just like completely being like, ah, it's probably gonna work out. Cause it always did. But we get to the bus station and the woman is like, there's, you know, there's like 30 people and they're all going to different places. And, and we all have like our stickers on our, on our, on our body that tell us where we're going. So of course, Kardashian couple, they're going to Kosak too. And I was like, I, and I didn't, they didn't really bother me yet, but she was just, she was just like, what are those people that I don't like? Okay. So you're waiting in line and there's a line at like, say the, like a, like the convenience store or a restaurant. Um, even when I'm bartending, I don't, I don't acknowledge these people because I think it is so rude. Um, and you're, getting helped by the like I'll just use my okay so I'm helping a customer bartending right I'm helping a customer while I'm where they're physically speaking to me as I'm helping them and a person comes around and goes excuse me can I just get a water and like and like completely interrupts and it's like well you're not next and that's so rude and so I watched her like she ordered and then she went, she ordered like soup, which was also sociopathic because it was like 105 degrees and super muggy. It wasn't like, it wasn't soup weather, you psychopath. I hated this girl. This girl, another person I met at Kosak too, these two people, I mean, they don't live rent free in my head. I just like, I had to be like, you're not going to like everyone in the world. You're just not. And, and normally when I don't like someone, everyone else usually doesn't either or gets on board later. People are like, oh my God, you were right about that girl. I'm like, I know my superpower is I read people, period, full stop. So, so, uh, I'm like, like someone, like she got her soup and she went and sat down 
and then someone's or like in the middle of an order and she comes back around and she's like, do you have napkins? Like just so rude. Like, it's like, I get like, you don't have to wait in line for napkins, but like wait until someone finishes their sentence or like in between, like speak up in between shares is what we say in the 12 step zoom meet, meet meetings. But like, I don't know. So that already annoyed me. I was like this bitch. So we have like an hour, right? And the woman who is coordinating this has, is letting us know actively every 15 minutes when we're leaving, right? And I'm assuming it's so we all can be on that goddamn bus on time, right? So she's like, all right, you got 20 more minutes. All right, 10 more minutes. And so when the bus shows up and we've all loaded our shit in, that's when this Kardashian bitch was like, I think I have to go to the bathroom. And it's like, well, you had, we all went to the bathroom 10 minutes ago when she said a 10 minute warning, go to the bathroom if you have to, right? And that's even like, even anybody over the age of eight, I hated this person. Um, this was not the only thing. It was like thing after thing after thing where I had to just be like, I have to stay away from the two of you. I think I might hit that girl. Um, and so, you know, she was like, go to and anybody over the age of like 10 knows when someone goes, hey, you got to go to the bath. If you got to go to the bathroom, go now. Everyone's like, I don't really have to go, but I don't know when I'm going to be able to go next. So I'll just go now. Right. Like everybody over the age of 10. So this bitch. So now we're just waiting in the bus for her to come back. And she's coming back on her phone and like kind of like acting like oh, I hated her. And then the whole way she watched. I mean, the one thing she did do is she watched TV with her earbuds in because she was a person that would not do that. And everything I experienced with her in the next 48 hours, I am shocked she didn't listen to her volume at full volume. But she did. She finally fell asleep. So she stopped making out with her boyfriend with that smack sound. I wanted to sleep so bad. Also in this full bus, I think I tried to take a video of it. Um, I'm sitting there and I'm like, God, it smells really bad. Why does it smell so bad? And then it dawns on me. It's me. I'm the problem. I smell my armpit. I'm like, oh no, because I did not shower, right? I did Molly. I, you know, like I've been like, I mean, I showered before I went to the full moon party, but I for sure didn't shower on my way there. And so, you know, the bus trip to Kosak is, is, you know, like two hours or something like that. So it was, it was a long time. So it was a good like napping and taking video and napping and taking video and then contemplating throwing this bitch out the window. I don't, I really didn't like this woman. So then we get to the bus stop and there's a guy there with a truck. And I was like, this is where I'm going. And these two were like, oh, we're going there too. And I'm like, cool. And I, and at this point I look at the universe and I go, what are we trying to teach me? Cause you're obviously trying to teach me something because these people are going to be on the, the boat tour with me tomorrow. Aren't they? Like I'm talking to the universe and I'm like, I know that this is the point where I am either being taught, be patient have more patience, be more tolerable, or just like you don't have to engage with everyone. I chose the last one that you just don't have to engage with everyone because this, this woman was a nightmare. So we split, uh, we split a, a cab or a grab, or we split, yeah, a cab to, which was basically us all sitting in the back of a truck. And this is when she found out I was from LA and her ears like perked up and was like, oh, blah, blah, blah. I also, in her defense, I did look like I climbed out of a garbage truck. So probably like I was like, oh, and I smelled like one too. I smelled like one too. So, uh, we, we get to the hotel and I, I, um, I'm covered in the bruises from the mechanical bowl. So it's really hard for me to get out of this truck. So they get out of the truck first and they beat me to the front desk. Right. Which is, it wasn't a race obviously, but, um, but they got there before me. So I get there and it was very clearly stated like some of these hotels, um, it, when you book the hotel, it was either you have to pay on site with cash, no card with bot. It has to be with bot or with cash. Right. Or, 
you can just pay now with credit card, right? That was pretty, but it's very clear. And then when you booked the, 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 um, the, the river tour, the all day river tour the next day, it was very clear that it was a certain amount of bot. It was to be paid at the front desk and it didn't include the, um, the ticket to get into the park, right? This was just the tour and this was the tour and the safety and the like, you know, the lunch that you were going to get. Right. And that this was like the tour, but the, the, you were paying the tour guide this and then getting into the national park was like 200 baht or something like that. Right. But it was very clear that these two things were separate and you would have to pay them separately. And so I walk up and the woman is explaining to this couple how much it is and how much they owe and they pull out their credit card and they're like, Oh, it's only cash. And they're like, you don't take anything else. And then they, then they get into this big fight and they, and I'm like, I'm standing there so awkwardly. And I'm not like that didn't make me not like them. It was just, I already wasn't a fan of her. So I was like, Oh, and now I'm standing here waiting to check in. So they're getting, they get in a big fight about money. And I'm like, hi, excuse me. I'm not with them. Can I check in? Cause I need to sleep. And, and they were, she was like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and then, you know, I took a picture of the tour and what we were doing and like what I needed to like have and be ready or whatever. So I took a picture and yeah, it was very clear. I pay with cash. I go to my room. I don't, I, I guess. So they must've paid cause they came out they went, they were on the, the river tour the next day. So they must've figured it out. So we come out the next morning and I, I stayed in this, I'll show you the, 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 the cabin. It was one of my favorite. It was like, it was, it was, so it was like this little standalone bungalow in like the jungle. Right. And they had another part that was like a full blown hotel and booking.com kept asking me like, you know, for only like 12 more dollars, you can stay in the nice hotel. And I was like, yeah, but these like little cabins look so cute. These little like bungalows in the jungle. And I am glad I stayed cause it was so cute. There was something that was really weird though. When you went into the hotel, um, Oh my God. <sighs> Sorry. Oh my God. Um, I pulled out an eyelash and then I choked on my spit. That's what all that was. Um, so, uh, there was something really weird you walk in, right. And there's a sign that's like, Hey, you want to do your laundry for 48 hour service? It's this much. If you want it done within the next 12 hours, it's this much. And then there's a sign that says, you know, massage this much, uh, uh, each kind of massage, how much it is. And then if you lose your key, how much, and, and then it said, absolutely any blood found is a $300 or 300 bot fine any blood <laughs> and I was like blood like are people bleeding in here is it period blood I had so many questions but I didn't know who to ask them to right because there's the massive the massive like language barrier and I didn't want to go out to the woman and be like hey what kind of blood are y'all talking about because <laughs> I didn't want to like raise suspicion but I was like what it did, is it it has to be minstrel right I don't know but like I, I have no idea but it was just like but then I'm also like, well, how are they? They don't have credit cards. They don't take your credit card. They don't check the room before you leave. So if I did leave a ton of blood, how they don't have my, they don't have any way of charging me any sort of money. I, I mean, I didn't leave any blood behind, but I was certainly self-conscious that I, like, especially for how much I was bleeding from everything that I got on from the mechanical bowl. And the next thing I'm about to tell you, I was like, there's a high possibility. I will, I will leave blood in this hotel room, but like what kind of blood? So many questions. So I go to bed. It was one of those nights where I was just like, you go to bed, you go to bed. I did find a butterfly in there and he hung out with me the whole time. And I believe that might've been Henry, um, which I know some of you were like, that's kooky. And I don't give a shit if you think it's kooky. Cause I think it might've been Henry. So I, I, um, 
I go to sleep. I wake up super early. When I dumped my whole suitcase because I it was so unorganized and I knew I was, you know, I was going to get to Bangkok the next night and I wanted to like not have to worry about packing even though I had to redo it anyway. But like when I when I left Coast Samui, I like just, you know, I threw everything in and just like had to whatever. So I dumped my whole suitcase for someone two and a half weeks prior to being so paranoid that I was going to get robbed to just being like, it'll be fine. Um, just like a night and day person. Right. So I wake up really early. We go out there and I'm the only one out there meeting breakfast. And then this woman comes out and I, I was like, oh, you know, she was like waiting and I was like, oh, hi, are you um, going on the day tour? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm Kim. Do you want to join me? And when I tell you, I met the sweetest 20 year old woman from Germany who just has my heart as well. Like she just, just so smart and so fun and kind and articulate and like graceful and like just so like I could go on and on about her. I wonder if she unfollowed me from Instagram. I should look that up. Uh, just kidding. I don't want to have another fucking complex. Um, but I'll post her in the photos. Like we, she, like she was just the thing I, that was so interesting to me about being around people that weren't from here, from America, is a lot of the really young people were much more, you know, didn't act like 20 year olds. And, and I think a lot of parts, a lot of parts of the world, well, one, like their, their culture is so much different. Like, like in these other parts of the world, it's like, oh, well, you graduated high school, um, college is free, but you should go find yourself by traveling the world real quick, you know, like, and, and learn about other cultures and become educated, then come back. We're like, Hey, at 18, you should get in a hundred thousand dollars of debt minimum with a job that will never pay that off and, uh, decide right now what you want to do with your life, even though you're only 18. Like it was just, so I met all these young people that were like, that were so cultured and not, you know, it was just, I mean, and she was one of them and she just like, she was the person that I had dinner with the night before I went back to Bangkok and I was like, I'm so sad, but I'm so excited to go home. And that's such a weird feeling to have. And she was like, yeah, well, I think they both can exist at the same time. And we talked, I mean, we talked about mental health. We talked about, um, you know, our dreams or her boyfriend, just like what we want, why we're there, you know, what we're, I mean, just like, I just, I, I, I met a lot of really rad people while I was there and she was, she was one of them. And, uh, so we are all on the, bu the bus and our tour guide comes in and he's like, hi, I'm green. Uh, and he's like, so here's the deal. You all already paid the 1200 bot for this. I already have that. Um, but he's like, it's going to be 200 bot to get into the, the thing. And it's going to be an additional 20. And I can't remember what the 20 was for, but it seemed reasonable. It seemed like it wasn't him being sketchy, but maybe he was, but it's also 20 bot, which is like 12 cents. Um, it's not actually 12 cents. I don't know how much it was, but 20, I could do the math if you want me to, but I don't, you do the math. Um, so it wasn't really that big of a deal. And so everyone was like, okay, we all knew about the 200 bot. We, and the 20 bot isn't really that much more. And then, and then he was also like, we need, I need you to sign this thing with, um, our, our like contact information, like our passport numbers. And that, that wasn't really that uncommon with a lot of places you went to, they needed your passport information. I don't know if it, if you like, um, if you like something happens to you, I have no idea, but, all of us were like, fuck, we didn't bring our fucking passport to this. Cause like, we're going to be climbing through a mountain. We don't, we didn't bring our passport, but thankfully most of us, I mean, I had mine, a picture of mine. Cause I was told to take a picture of mine because of, uh, um, people trying to steal passports. And so everyone, everyone on the bus 
gives the 220 each without any questions, except for the Kardashian couple. They start fighting with the guy. And they're like, we already paid the 1200 And he was like, well, it clearly says. And I'm sitting there because I'm forever easily gaslit because I was gaslit my whole life. And, you know, like, I'm like, I'm like, oh, my God, maybe, maybe I, maybe I am getting scammed. I was like, I feel like I read that. And I look at Sophie, my, my, my lovely friend from Germany. I was like, it said that. She goes, it clearly stated on it. And then I pull up the picture because I took a picture of the itinerary. And it clearly states this. And they're. And they're fighting with this guy, right? So now we're like going to be late for the tour and they're fighting with this dude. And they're like, well, we don't, you know, we don't blah, 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 blah. And, and, the, and then finally the guy goes, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to drive you to the pier and then you're going to figure it out. Get your own, like I, that, that's it. I'm going to drive you there and good luck to you because this is how much it costs to get into the national park. And I'm not going to argue with you. And so then they gave him the money, but it was like this whole thing while all of us were just like so uncomfortable, right? I'm going to sneeze. I sneezed. Um, so uncomfortable. Like, you know, when like, there's like, it was just really awkward. Cause, and all of us were like just sitting and like looking down being like, all right, when is this going to wrap itself up? So they finally pay once the guy is like, look, that's how much it costs. I'm not paying for you to go into the park. So you're on your own. And they were like, okay, here's the money. And it's just like, I don't know, you kind of admire that level of audacity because neither one of them were at all embarrassed the rest of the day. Like, I would be like, oh, I made this weird scene about something that, like, I didn't, I, I'm, cheap people get me. They, like, I just, cheap people make me so uncomfortable. Um, we're all on budgets. It's expensive to be in the world unless you're, like, way rich. You know what I mean? So it's just like, cheap people bum me out. And then also people who take advantage of, generous people like both of those like both sides of the coin make me so mad but uh, yeah and meanwhile they're back there making out and I'm just like good god so then oh yeah then enter the guy who is from Israel and New York he is half Israeli and half New York or American New Yorker New Yorker yeah when I tell you I hated this guy like I don't I mean the, the Kardashian broad like at least she leave, left me alone I don't think like Sophie was like, it's kind of weird. She goes, I understand. Like they got along and she's like, I get why you don't like him. I wouldn't like him if I was you either. He is very rude to you and, and really annoying. And, and she's like, what's funny is I don't think you could be ruder to this person. Like, I don't think I could have been meaner to this guy. Cause I was just like, leave me alone at one point. He just had a weird chip on his shoulder about his American side, I guess. I don't know. He like really hated America and every chance he got, like we're like in the middle of this gorgeous jungle, which I took a ton of photos. So I'm going to be posting all those still. I don't know. I'm still so, I think I'm just really self-conscious of posting them so late in the game, but it's more for me. And I feel like people want to see it. Right. So we, we, uh, this guy, I, I, he hated America and every chance he got. So f first we get into the bus and it comes out that I'm a comedian and I'm like, yeah, I'm a comedian. And he's like, he's like, oh, I bet you only date so you can make fun of the dudes you date. And I was like, nope, that's not really how it works. But, and at this point I already hate this guy, right? I can't remember what started the hate, but like at this point I was like, leave me alone, dude. I couldn't pick this guy out of a lineup by the way. So if you think he lives rent free in my head, he doesn't. But if I think I, I'm just a dramatic person that can, uh, sometimes people think I'm actually still mad about something. I just emote when I tell stories. I'm just a storyteller, man. Um, but this guy, every chance he got, shit on America. And now look, I know we're a disaster. I know we're a fucking mess. I know a lot of us are really dumb. A lot of us are racist and ugly and horrible people. I know that. But like, 
leave me alone. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it was just like, just leave me alone. And he wasn't even like, it'd be one thing if he was like, yeah, there's a lot of racists in your country. You know what I mean? If he was even talking about the bad stuff, he was just America as a whole. And I'm like, get away from me. So at one point he finally left me alone for the rest of the tour. Uh, we're walking in the middle of this gorgeous jungle, right? And we're walking, it's beautiful. And, and he walks, you know, he walks up to, he catches up to me, he keeps catching up to me and I keep losing him and catches up to me at one point. And he goes, honestly, you really ought to be thanking me. And I was like, what? And he's like, he's like, you know, because you're American and I'm actually talking to you. Like most people don't really want to talk to Americans. And the fact that I'm talking to you, you should thank me. And I was like, well, then you can stop talking to me. I'm not asking you to. And plenty of people have wanted to talk to me, not because they're in spite of me being American. They just wanted to talk to me. So leave me the fuck alone. Leave me the fuck alone. Um, so then he finally left me alone for a while, right? So we get to the cave and I have no pictures of the cave. One of my biggest regrets in my life, this will go down in, as one of my regrets. I have like five, one of them. Yeah, this is one of them. I don't need to get into my five regrets because they're all very silly. Like it, it, uh, my friend and I were at the world market, like, I don't know, 15 years ago. And there were these child towels. Um, one had a, sh one was like a shape, like a shark, like you put it on and it had like a shark hood. And then it, you know, it, it was gray and it drooped over like a towel. And then the other one was a duck and my friend put on the duck and I put on the shark. And then we made one of the sales clerks take pictures of us while I attacked her <laughs> in my shark and she was in the duck. And I don't think I've ever laughed harder in my entire life. And then, I mean, we totally freaked out the sales clerk. The sales clerk was like, all right, are, are, are you guys done yet? And we're like, hold on, we want to do one more thing. Like one of the best pictures that has ever been taken. I've posted it many times is me attacking her and her being afraid in a duck call. It's so funny. And then we looked at the towels and we were like, oh, they're $20. We're not spending $20. And now I look back, I'm like, $20 was that much to you then it's not like you were like scraping by only eating top ramen you you were just being a cheap asshole you should have bought the towels oh so one of my biggest regrets in my life one of them so they're all stupid regrets like that I've I've told you like the main the really powerful regrets that people typically have on their deathbed I don't fuck with those because you know they all make you who you are whatever right and at least now I know I bought a waterproof case before I left and I never used it. In the morning of me going on this tour, I was like, oh, I'm only going to be, I didn't realize how much, I thought I was only going to be in like waist deep water. So it wasn't going to be a big deal if I just had my fanny pack. But when we got, I left my waterproof case. And when we got to the second pier before we were, you know, uh, hiking through the jungle, they were like, you have to leave everything behind. Um, you can bring your phones, but they have to go in our dry pack if you don't have um, waterproof cases and I didn't bring my waterproof case. So inside you just have to take my word for it that I, that I spurlunked, I spurlunked. And I, and I didn't know that I had actually spurlunked until I talked to my friend Bobette and she's like, did you spurlunk? And I was like, I don't think so. And she's like, well, what did you do in Kosak? And I was like, well, I went into the jungle and then we climbed into a cave and there was water up to my neck. And she's like, girl, that's spurlunking. So I fucking spurlunked. And so my other half of my bruises and cuts. Um, so we had to buy these uh, headlamps and I accidentally, I bought a faulty one. Um, not a faulty one. It was working all the way up until we got into the cave and then the battery died. Um, or the light bulb dive. I'm sure just enough people were trying to see if it worked and whatever, right? 
And there was another lovely uh, woman from Germany. Two women from Germany were behind me and I couldn't see. Like it was like pitch black in this cave, right? Pitch black, full of water. I could not see. And I didn't realize why that was my problem. And so I fell in the cave. So I, so I don't know if that, I mean, it was a, I'm just a clumsy broad man, but I fell. And then thankfully they were like, I think it's because you can't see. And I'm like, yeah, I can't really see. So they were like, we're going to, we're going to sandwich you. And so they both had headlamps that work. So they like sand, like just the kindness of strangers. And I think I talked about this on that episode where I was like just relying on the kindness of strangers. And then one of the tour guides, I, we never, he never said his name, not green, but the other guy, he um, stood next to me most of the time. Because there, you know, I had no light in a very dark cave. Uh, but yeah, there was one point. Oh, my God. I told you this, I think, when... Um and that was the cool part too. Cause like there was a family from another family from Germany randomly. Um, a lot of, a lot of Germans on that, on that tour. Um, Sophie had told me afterwards, I was like, Oh, that family really helped me. And she was like, Oh, they're from Germany too. And I was like, Oh, and so did they, everyone here is from Germany who is wonderful. Um, but, uh, so there was a family of mom, a dad, uh, a, I don't know if it was like a son and his girlfriend or a, a daughter and her boyfriend, or if they were brother and sister, I couldn't, I didn't want to, but like I, it was, and it also doesn't matter. Right. But we, at one point there was a point in the cave where, um, we were neck deep in water and we couldn't touch the ground. So it was like, you know, it was like deep, deep ass water in this fucking cave. And it was like two centimeters all around you was, uh, the, um, the, um, what am I talking about? Oh, it's the cave, right? Like literally like, like you would like, and you had to swim. And, and so the mom was like, I'm going to turn back around. And green was like, you can't, there, this, that we're going out the other side. You can't turn back around. There's no, like, there's, there's no, like other tours are coming in and there's no way to, for you to go around. The caves are too narrow for you to be going the wrong direction. And she was like, I don't swim. And so like, me and the husband helped her get across this long thing. And it was just like, oh, people just like the kindness of strangers. And I know in this moment, I'm the kindness of strangers is like, well, what was I going to do? Let the broad drown. But like we got her across and then, but then when we were walking through the jungle, I had two water bottles and one I had finished and I, you know, I didn't have my fanny pack. I didn't have anything. So I was holding my phone and my, and two water bottles, like climbing in the jungle. And I kept falling because I didn't like people, you know, you have to like hold on to something. I am so clumsy as fuck. Um, but so finally the dad was like, can I hold something? And I was like, I, I was like, I just need one hand. So he took my water bottle, my empty water bottle. And it like, it was like a game changing. It was just really, it was a cool experience except for that fucking dude. Um, uh, because it was just like, we were all in this thing together and it was like, and oh yeah. And then I quickly forgot about the Kardashian broad as soon as like, as soon as they did the whole, like, we're not paying thing. I was just like, Oh, I don't, I, I think a lot of times I think I'm responsible for people, even when I don't know them, like I'm respond, like I just have like an overdeveloped sense of responsibility and it's because of how I like growing up in like dysfunction. Um, you have, that's just one of like the traits of growing up in alcoholism and, and addiction, right? Is you have this, you have this inherent, like over, over, uh, overdeveloped sense of responsibility. And so I, I, once, once I did that, I was like, Oh, I don't know these people. No one thinks that they're with me. I don't, whatever. So I didn't really, I mean, they made out the entire time in the cave. It was so weird. It's pitch black. It's kind of a dangerous situation. And they're like, in there like making out and cuddling. It was so like, and that also made me realize like my future partner, I can't do that. 
And I don't think I'd ever end up with somebody like that, but I for sure Pennsylvania guy would be in there like rubbing my leg and fucking nine, 900 degree weather where I'd be like, get off me. Why are we on the other side of the world together? Um, that's what happens though. People just settle and then they're like, well, I guess I don't want to be alone. So I'll just be with this guy. Cause he likes me. Yuck. Um, that, that, that was a tangent. But yeah, it was just, it was so rad. It was so fucking pretty, man. I can't tell you how, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to post all the pictures. I'm going to probably post way too many pictures. So pretty and such awesome people. I met this couple. Um, I don't remember where she was from, but he was from Canada and she was about to move to Canada with him. And they were like, just fucking lovely and rad. Everyone was just so rad and lovely. So we get to the place where we bought the headlamps, right? And, and I got to go to the bathroom. So I'm standing there waiting in line and the, the Israeli guy, a New Yorker guy comes up and he goes, wow, I didn't. And this is the first time he talked to me since I was like, fuck off, leave me alone. Fuck off. Right. Like I, he, he just pushed me to my fucking breaking point, man. So I'm standing there and he wa like, he walks over and he's like, he's like, wow, I didn't realize how tall you were. And I was like, yep, I'm tall. And he goes, yeah, like, how tall are you? And I was like, um, 5'11". And he goes, you stupid American. He didn't say stupid, but he's like, you Americans, you can't use the metric system. You don't understand what it is. And I was like, dude, I don't know what the chip on your shoulder about America is, but like, please leave me alone. It's really annoying. And like, I know it has nothing to do with me or America. I know it's like your American half and it's really obnoxious. So get away from me. And he just stared at me. And I was like, get away from me. I think I'm going to kill you. I think there is a chance. And then there was sort of a, um, so Sophie and I were like, we're going to get dinner. We're going to shower, get dinner. And we did. But when we walked out, he was like sitting there waiting. And we, we invited almost everyone that we became friends with that day, except for the couple and him. Uh, cause everybody else was so lovely. Those three were just awful. And, I don't know, maybe, maybe that's the, you know, sometimes the mean girl in me is still in there where I was like, yeah, that's what you get guy that I don't remember your name. And I wouldn't, be, I don't think I, I think I forgot it as soon as he told it to me. Cause he was such a pompous ass. Um, but he didn't ruin Kosak. If you're ever, if you're ever, one of the things I, uh, I, I'm so grateful to Bobette, um, which this will be my one lucky broad, uh, that I, that I, I met her and I, and she travels the world and not only that, but like she was willing to help a stranger plan this ex like insane trip. Right. And I think, I, I mean, I told you this like a year ago when it happened, I met her and I was like, you know, I, we were at a festival and I was like, I think I was talking to this kid I know. And I'm like, I think I'm, I'm going to go to Thailand. And he's like, this is Bobette. She travels the world. And and I was like, and, and I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to go to Thailand. She goes, oh man, you should go to Thailand. And I was like, would you have coffee with me and like help me plan this trip? And she said, yeah. And usually, you know, when people say yes to something like that, you know, they just either blow you off or it never happens. Three days later, this broad and I are in a cafe talking about Thailand. And she, she planned most of this, like the people I dived with, the, the, yeah, the people I dived with, dove with, um, were her friends that she met in Long Beach that moved to Thailand, you know, a couple years ago. Um, me not being in Bangkok as long, like I had no idea why Thailand. I had no idea. Just the voice in my head said, you should go to Thailand. I didn't know that it would be a place that I would heal so much in. Um, after, you know, after Henry and, um, my, my, my friend that passed, um, I know I've been, I've been intentionally vague about who died in August, but it was somebody that I was very much in love with. Um, 
I mean, a long time ago I was, but you know, one of those people that w- would always have a place in your heart and you always cared for each other and took, looked, looked after each other. And there was always, you know what I mean? Like one of those and he passed and, and I didn't realize how much Thailand would be a place that I would heal and, and find a, a version of myself that I, that I love even more than the version of myself that I loved when I left, you know, and Bobette was a huge part of that. I had no idea. Like, I didn't know. I just was like, go to Thailand. I want to meet an elephant. And she was like, all right, well, you don't need to be in Bangkok more than a day. And then she's like, go to the islands. And she was, and like, this woman has this like spark in her when she talks about traveling. And it wasn't even just like, she's like, yeah, I love making people like realize how much they should travel. And, and it was just like, I'm, I'm one lucky broad that the universe brought her into my world and she helped me plan this insane trip. And she, I mean, Kosak was one of the most beautiful, if not the most, I mean, I don't know. It was, it was so fun. It was unreal, beautiful. And, uh, and it was, and it was hard too. tromping through that jungle was hard. I am not at the, in sh- like the, the, the shape I would like to be in, um, that I have been in my life. And it was, it was hard. It was like, and people, and it was with a lot of young people. So they were like, like young, young, like, I'm, you know, the 20 year olds that were like, you know, just, and I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> um, but it was so, it was just, I just, and I know that this is probably not the last time I'll tell stories about Thailand, but that, those, those are the highlights. And, um, and I, I, yeah, I'm one lucky broad that someone like Bobette came in my life and now it's been over a year and she and I are good friends. Like I, I, I love her. Like she is one of the coolest, most genuine souls I've ever met in my life. And I just, I'm so grateful that these humans keep, I keep attracting them. Um, I forgot to finish the poop scoop on that ferry. Uh, so like I said, so at the pier, so here's the rest of the poop scoop at the pier. I, I, you know, I, my entire body just like emptied into the toilet and I was like, thank God. Cause I'm about to get on that ferry. Right. And then I got on the ferry and I took a picture of this toilet. So I will, I will post it. So keep, I'm also going to post a reel of just all the toilets in the, in my, my adventure even in Korea, because in Korea they had in the in the Korean airport, I dream about those bathrooms. They had heated seats along with a bidet. And I know that you can just buy one of those for your own toilet, but I don't think it's the same as it is in the Korean airport. I just don't. Um so I'm on the pier and I'm so sick, right? I'm just like, oh man, I'm gonna sleep. It's like a three hour ferry ride to the mainland. And I'm like, I'm just gonna fucking nap. But first I got to blow out a toilet. And I was like, please, God, let it just be a regular toilet. It was not. It was one of those. And my my brain was like, grab one of those wipes because I don't think there will be toilet paper in here. And there wasn't. And it was one of those toilets that didn't flush, that had a bucket next to it with a, a littler bucket inside. I don't know if I told you guys this. There, there's some toilets in Thailand that was a bowl in the ground. So like maybe seven inches off the ground, just a big porcelain bowl um, that is as dirty as I'll get out, like not like just covered in all kinds of human waste, right? So you, you, but it's so close to the ground that you almost have no, no choice unless you're like fucking He-Man to like, is He-Man a thing? That's the, that's not a topical reference. She-Ra, She-Ra was his sister I found out later, or maybe boyfriend. I have no idea, whatever. But unless you're like fucking Hulk Colgan, that's also not topical. You know what I mean? Really strong. You can't squat like that. Plus I have a nervous bladder and a nervous bowel. I can't just squat and shit. So 
you inevitably have to sit on the bowl. And then next to it is a big, big bucket of water. And then there's a tinier bucket that you scoop the water and then you dump it in the bowl. And then that's what flushes it. Right. So I was like, Oh man, this is, and thank God I brought those wipes. Cause I blew out that toilet, man. Oh, I'm assuming it's just the burger. No, it's the Molly. I can be like, it was the Burger King. No, it was probably the Molly. I've only done Molly one other time in my life and it was a long time ago and I don't remember diarrhea being a part of it, but I'm imagining it was the Molly, the no sleep and the Burger King and the rum. I also had quite a bit of rum at the full moon party as well. Um, and I also just kidding. That's all I did. Uh, but yeah, so I sat in there and it also, I don't even think they had doors. Oh my God. But I had no option. There was no choice. I was like, I, I'm, I'll shit, I shit my pants or I shit here. Like it's prison, I guess. Um, not the flushing part, but just like, you know, the oh, no doors. It was, it was, uh, luckily after three times of that, which I luckily had three wipes, which cleaned me out, uh, the wipes and the three times in that I was done. And then I got to nap. I did take a picture of myself on the ferry, all, you know, all and all my coming down from Molly and, and no sleep ways. And I will post that as well. I'm just going to post it. And you know what, if people want to unfollow me or they, you know, it's not, I'll just hold on to it for the rest of my life. Like I will that British kid. Um, just kidding. Uh, but yeah, so that, thank you for, for listening to all this. I'm sure there will be more stories that'll come up as, as this goes on, but those were the main ones I really wanted to talk about. It was life-changing. It's been hard to be back still, um, not still like the way it was when I first got back, but I'm still, you know, I'm different now and I'm trying to figure out who I am in this, you know, as this new human in this old world. That sounds weird, but you know, my old life, I'm, it's not the same. I don't know if that makes any sense. It made sense to Bobette, who is one of my soulmates. I love her on a lot of levels. Um, she also has my heart. Okay. That is the episode. This one a little longer than normal, but we did it. We did. We, we got through Thailand. Probably. I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming I'm going to have more stories. Um, but that's it for now. Thank you for uh, being here every week. It means a lot to me, the world to me. Um, if, uh, you know, the drill, if you, if you want to join Patreon, I have a Patreon, you get a couple extra bonus episodes. There's some fun mailings. I have some magnets, uh, and stickers. And also the support of the podcast means a lot to me. I'm revamping it in the next like month, um, to just have a bunch of more options. So stay tuned for that. And, um, I'm also currently, my goal is to have it, have half of my book done, my goal is to have it all done by my birthday, which is in June. Um, cause it, it, it will take a long time to, it won't take that long time to read the chapters, but it'll take a long time to get rid of the, like the clickings and like the, the actually edit it. If I'm going to actually do a real audiobook, I want to do that like that. But so if you are a Patreon subscriber, you're going to get a free download of that. Um, so go to uh, patreon.com slash Kim crawl. Um, otherwise if you get a minute, please leave me a rating. Um, it just helps get the podcast out and, I, yeah, thank you so much for tuning in and it just means a lot. And, uh, I love you guys. I hope you're being safe, being kind. Talk to you soon. Bye. Cross me, cross me. I can't cross.